Olivia and the Easter Egg Hunt, adapted by Cordelia Evans. One Sunday morning, Olivia woke up bright and early. Today is Easter, she said. I better go wake up Ian so we can check our Easter baskets. Don't worry, I'm awake, said Ian, who was standing in Olivia's doorway. I'll race you downstairs. Father, mother, and grandma were waiting downstairs with two big Easter baskets filled with treats. Happy Easter, they said. Happy Easter, replied Olivia and Ian. Ooh, a chocolate bunny, exclaimed Ian, digging through his basket. My favorite. We'll have to eat it later, Ian, Mom said. We need to get going if we're going to make it to the great Easter egg hunt on time. Mom is right, said Olivia, setting her Easter basket down in front of the window. Ian reluctantly did the same. But first we need to come up with a team name. Hmm, how about, started Father, I propose Team Olivia, Olivia broke in. Father chuckled. Team Olivia it is. Let's go, everyone. I can't wait to win this year, Dad, Francine said loudly as Olivia and her family walked past them at the park. The other teams were all there already, warming up and doing stretches. Mrs. Hagenmuller was the grand marshal of the hunt. Ladies and gentlemen, she shouted through a megaphone, it's time to begin the great Easter egg hunt. Make sure you have your skates and helmets on because when the bell rings, the race begins. Now folks, this isn't your average Easter egg hunt, Mrs. Hogan-Miller continued. You'll be collecting eggs, of course, but you'll have to compete, complete silly stunts to get them. The stunts will be at three different locations. The winner of each stunt will receive an egg with a puzzle piece inside. The first team to collect three eggs can put the puzzle pieces together to find the clue that will lead to the Easter basket. The first stunt will take place at the supermarket. And then Mrs. Hogan-Muller ran the bell and they were off. Olivia and her family skated to the supermarket as quickly as they could. When they got there, Francine's family was already there halfway through the first stunt. Welcome to silly stunt number one, said Mrs. Hogan-Muller. The single strand spaghetti slurp. Who will perform from Team Olivia? I'll do it, volunteered Ian. Go, Ian, cried Olivia, as Ian started slurping away. Ian wins, Mrs. Hogan-Muller shouted when Ian finished up the last strand of spaghetti. Here's your first egg, Olivia, said Mrs. Hogan-Muller. And your next stop is the town library. Olivia's family made it to the library just in time to compete with Julian and his parents on silly stunt number two, the running of the books. To complete this stunt, you must run through the tire obstacle, carrying a stack of books on your head, and then deposit the books in this box, Mrs. Hogan-Muller explained. I'll do it, Grandma volunteered. She carefully placed the books on her head and began making her way through the tires. Buck, 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 buck. Mrs. Hogan-Muller was doing a chicken impression to test the competitor's concentration. Luckily, Grandma practiced Tai Chi and was able to keep her balance perfectly. Congratulations, said Mrs. Hogan-Muller. Here's your second egg. Now it's on to the school gym. Olivia, as Lizzie and her family skated over to the school gym, Ian was having a hard time keeping up. Come on, Ian, there's only one more stunt to go, Olivia said encouragingly. Ian perked up. You're right, one more stunt, and then I get to eat my chocolate bunny. Silly stunt number three was called the Hoop-de-Loop Challenge. You need to keep the hoop spinning for one full minute, said Mrs. Hogan-Muller. This one is mine, gang, said Olivia. Olivia, you're the best hoop deliver I've ever seen, declared Mother, as Olivia expertly kept five hoops spinning and won the challenge. Mrs. Hogan-Muller handed Olivia the third egg. Now it's time to open your eggs, put your puzzle pieces together, and you'll be able to figure out where the Easter basket is, she instructed.
Ian opened the first egg. Inside was a puzzle piece with a picture of a wall on it. Grandma opened the second egg. This puzzle piece had a picture of a nut on it. Olivia opened the last egg and pulled out a puzzle piece with a picture of a tree on it. A tree, a nut, and a wall, said Olivia. A wall, a nut, and a tree. But what do they stand for, wondered Grandma. Wall, nut, tree. Walnut tree, exclaimed Olivia. The Easter basket is in a walnut tree. But which walnut tree, asked Father. There are lots of walnut trees around town. Look, there's a map on the back of the puzzle pieces, Olivia said. The walnut tree is in the park. Team Olivia raced to the park and suddenly stopped in their tracks. The park was filled with walnut trees. I guess that's why they call it Walnut Tree Park, observed Grandma. Suddenly, Perry ran over to one of the trees and started barking. Perry found something, shouted Olivia. Pick me up, Dap, Olivia said. Father lifted her up and she grabbed a brightly colored Easter basket that was resting on one of the tree's branches. We found it, yelled Ian. Go, Team Olivia, said Mother. The great Easter egg hunt is over and the winner is Team Olivia, Mrs. Hogan Mueller announced through her megaphone. Inside the basket was a big golden egg. There's a special surprise inside, said Mrs. Hogan Mueller, but you should wait to open it till you get home. Ian was the first one through the door when Olivia and her family arrived home after the Easter picnic. I finally get to eat my chocolate bunny, he said. He dug through his basket, but instead of pulling out a bunny, he pulled out a mushy blob of melted chocolate and foil. Oh no, it's all melted, cried Ian. Don't worry, Ian, you can have mine, said Olivia. But as she dug through her own basket, she discovered that her bunny had also melted. I guess we shouldn't have left them so close to the window on such a sunny day. Olivia said sadly. Olivia paced the floor, trying to think of a way to cheer Ian up when she spotted the golden egg in the Easter basket and remembered what Mrs. Hogan-Mueller had said about the surprise inside the golden egg. Olivia carefully pried open the egg and a flood of little chocolate bunnies spilled out. Yay, exclaimed Ian, biting off the ears of one of the bunnies. Thanks, Olivia. Olivia passed out chocolate bunnies to everyone. Great job today, Team Olivia, she said. I can't wait for next year's Easter egg hunt, Olivia said that evening as mother and father tucked her into bed. Maybe we'll get to travel between stunts by jet plane. I don't know where you get these ideas, Olivia replied her mother. I'm going to tell Mrs. Hogan Mueller at school tomorrow, said Olivia sleepily. Good night, Mom. Good night, Dad. Good night, Olivia, said Mom and Dad. Duck's Easter Egg Hunt by Don Richards and Heidi DeHammers. The village was full of excitement as everyone prepared for the Easter parade. Hedgehog had baked some chocolate muffins. Mole had learned a special Easter song. Cat had made some Easter cupcakes. Rabbit was decorating an Easter float with garlands of spring flowers. And Duck, Duck was more excited than anyone else. Her precious egg was nearly ready to hatch. What would she do while she waited? Through the window, Duck spied her friend Rabbit's children playing in the garden. There were three little bunnies, Floppy, Poppy, and Hoppy. Seeing them gave Duck a great idea. I'll organize an Easter egg hunt, Duck quacked happily. I'll decorate some eggs and hide them for the children to find. One by one, she painted beautiful patterns onto some eggs. She painted stripes, polka dots, and zigzags. As she painted, Duck looked lovingly at her own precious egg. 
Once the eggs were decorated, Duck carefully loaded them into her big basket and set out to hide them with a waddle and a quack. She hid eggs here, she hid eggs there, she hid them high, and she hid them low. But Duck was so distracted thinking about all the Easter celebrations ahead that she accidentally hid her own precious egg. Oh no, Duck! It was only when she got home that she realized, oh, my precious egg is gone. Duck simply could not remember where she had hidden her egg. I'm such a forgetful duck, she quacked miserably, tears rolling down her beak. Her friends all tried to make her feel better. Come on, duck, said Rabbit. My little bunnies will find your egg. We'll all do it together. So Hedgehog took the bunnies to look down by the leg. I spy one egg, said Hoppy. I can spot two, shouted Floppy. I see three, whooped Poppy. But there was no sign of duck's egg. Then Mole took the bunnies hunting deep underground. I spy one egg, said Floppy. I can spot two, shouted Poppy. I can find three, whooped Hoppy. But there's still not a trace of duck's egg. Finally, Cat took the bunnies to search in the forest. I spy one egg, said Poppy. I can see two, shouted Hoppy. I can find three, whooped Floppy. But where, oh, where was duck's precious egg? Duck was sad and worried. My precious egg, she snuffled. Calm down, Duck, said Hedgehog, who was secretly a little bit worried himself. Where else did you hide the eggs? Well, Duck sniffed. I think I had the last eggs in Rabbit's garden. The friends rushed to Rabbit's garden where they hunted high and low. Suddenly, I spy one, shouted Floppy. I spy one, whooped Poppy. And I spy one, quack Duck. She had found her precious egg. Floppy was happy. He had six striped eggs. Hoppy was happy. He had six polka dots eggs. And Poppy was happy she had six zigzagged eggs. But Duck was happiest of all. She had one very precious egg that was just about to hatch. Quack! Duck and her new baby joined the Easter parade to celebrate little Duck's first ever Easter. Happy Easter! And Duck's best Easter ever! The Easter Egg by Jan Brett. Chirp, chirp, spring is here. Time to start on my first ever Easter egg, Hoppy said. Each year, the bunny who decorated the winning egg got to help the Easter rabbit hide the eggs on Easter morning. Hoppy had been dreaming about being that bunny all year long. Now it was time to get started. Everywhere Hoppy looked, rabbits were working on dazzling eggs. I need an amazing idea, he thought. Hoppy spotted Flora Bunny planting spring wildfires in her eggs. The Easter rabbit will love those colorful flowers, he thought, and started picking flowers for his egg. Here's a basket for your flowers, Hoppy, Flora said. Chop, chop, scrape, scrape. Hoppy spied Buster Birch carving a magnificent wooden egg. I wish I had some wood for my egg, he wished out loud. Here you go, Hoppy, Buster Birch said, and he put a smooth round piece of wood in Hoppy's basket. Thank you, Buster, Hoppy said. Hoppy was hopping along when the swell of sweetness led him out of the woods and straight to the chocolate egg that Aunt Sassyfress was decorating with creamy frosting squiggles and bows. Hello, Hoppy, she said, and she put some chocolate squares in his basket. Hippity hop, Hoppy exclaimed. I'll make the Easter rabbit a chocolate egg so sweet it will make his whiskers tingle. Then Hoppy saw Granny Irene decorating one of her fabulous story eggs. First, she traced a design on the egg with a special tool. Then she dipped the egg in pots of yellow, green, orange, red dye, adding to the design each time. 
Hoppy couldn't believe his eyes. I'll never make an egg that beautiful, he told Granny Irene. She smiled. Try, she said, giving him one of her special tools. Hoppy was hopping by Hans Dander Rabbit's garden when he spotted an extraordinary egg. Hans was painting a portrait of the Easter Rabbit so real that he looked alive. Fantastic, Hoppy exclaimed. Thank you, Hoppy, Hans said. Why don't you make a painting on your egg? He gave Hoppy pots of paint and a fine brush. As Hoppy bounced along, a loud boing nearly knocked him off his feet. It was a whirling, twirling, mechanical egg. Whoa, Hoppy said. That's an unusual egg. Would you like to make one, Roberto asked. Hoppy tried hard, but the harder he tried, the more parts and pieces piled up around him. Thank you, Roberto, he sighed, but I think I'd better make the egg that is right for me. Hoppy hopped back to the woods and lay down under a tall tree to think. Making a beautiful egg is harder than I imagined, he thought. I guess I don't have to win. I just want to make an egg I am proud of. Suddenly, the woods rang with the squawking of birds sounding an alarm. Mother Robin swooped down, calling wildly, as if she couldn't decide where to go. An egg had tumbled out of Mother Robin's nest. Inside the perfect blue egg was a baby robin that needed its mother to keep it warm until it hatched. Hoppy knew what he had to do. He sat down carefully and covered the blue egg with his soft, warm fur. I'll take care of you the best I can, he whispered. Relieved, Mother Robin chirped and settled down on her other two eggs. Hoppy never left the robin's egg. If it was sunny and warm, he carefully turned the egg in its nest of moss. If it was rainy and cold, he kept the egg covered and dry. At night, wild animals passed by. Hoppy crouched down and stayed hidden in the ferns. Often he heard strange noises coming from above, but Hoppy didn't run away. Every day, the rabbits worked on their eggs. Tadpoles turned into frogs, buds swelled into leaves, and Easter came closer and closer. Finally, it was time for the rabbits to take their eggs to the glen. They had forgotten all about Hoppy, who was quietly sitting on the blue egg under the tall tree in the woods. Early the next morning, the rabbits waited for the Easter rabbit. Suddenly, a beautiful wagon rolled toward them out of the midst and stopped. The Easter bunny stepped down from the wagon and admired the decorated eggs one by one. You have brought me the most beautiful eggs in the world. But a very special one is not here, he told them. The rabbits were puzzled. Whose egg could it be? Fill my wagon with your wonderful eggs, he said. When I return, I will show it to you. And he disappeared into the woods. He came back with Hoppy, looking scruffy and bedraggled. Hoppy has an amazing egg to be proud of, the Easter rabbit told him. He has kept Mother Robin's egg warm and soft until her baby bird hatched and she could take care of it. The Easter rabbit placed the empty blue shell in the place of honor atop the wagon. Now they were ready to go. The rabbits cheered for the egg that had surprised them all. It's our best Easter ever, Hoppy, they shouted. Then the brave little bunny and the Easter rabbit rode off together to hide the eggs for the girls and boys to find on Easter morning. The Biggest Easter Basket Ever by Stephen Crow. Once there were two mice who fell in love with the same Easter basket, but a lot had to happen before they did. 
The week before Easter, moms and dad in Mouseville were spring cleaning and baking cookies when the mayor made his announcement. We will have a gala Easter celebration on the Village Green. We will have an egg rolling contest and an Easter egg hunt. Everyone cheered, yippee! And whoever brings the biggest Easter basket will win a prize, the mayor added. Wow, said Penelope, I'm gonna make mine out of bark. I'm gonna make mine out of cattails, said James. Everyone in Mouseville loves cattails. I'm gonna make the biggest Easter basket ever, said Clayton, the house mouse. I knew you'd say that, said his friend Desmond, the field mouse, but I'm the one who's going to make the biggest Easter basket ever. Oh, really, said Clayton? Yes, really, said Desmond. That night, Penelope and James did some serious thinking, and out in the country, Clayton and Desmond did the same. It was Easter vacation, so they had no homework. The next day, Clayton raced to the basement. Behind the old Christmas wreath and the broken skis, he found what he wanted, the big straw Easter basket his parents had made when he was just a baby mouse. He pulled the basket free, pushed it up the stairs, and placed it right in the middle of the living room. Over at Desmond's, there was no basket, but he and his brother Morris were making one out of twigs. By the end of the day, their big Easter basket sat in the middle of their living room. That's the biggest Easter basket I ever saw, said Desmond. Sure looks like it to me, said Morris. That evening, when Clayton's family came in for dinner, Dad said, Son, what's our old Easter basket doing in the middle of the living room? It's going to be the biggest Easter basket ever, said Clayton. It's going to win the town contest. But what will it have inside, Dad asked. That's important, too. I hadn't thought about that, said Clayton. The very same thing was happening at Desmond's house. When Uncle Vernon came in for dinner, his first words were, Desmond, what's that big basket doing in the middle of the living room? Desmond smiled. It's going to be the biggest Easter basket ever. It's going to win the town contest. But what will it have inside, asked Vernon. That's important, too. I hadn't thought about that, said Desmond. Over at Clayton's house, Dad took Clayton aside. To help you find wonderful things to fill the basket, he whispered, ask the whole family. And over at Desmond's, Uncle Vernon did the same. To help you find wonderful things to fill the basket, he whispered, ask the whole family. So Clayton did and Desmond did, and this is what happened. At Clayton's house, Mom contributed a fuzzy stuffed Easter bunny. Dad added a big bag of jelly beans and piles of plastic grass. Brother Andy and Sister Trudy appeared with a chocolate bunny, chocolate-foiled eggs, and a little stuffed duck that made a loud quacking noise. Carefully, Clayton arranged everything in his basket. At Desmond's house, Uncle Vernon contributed his own bags of jelly beans and plastic grass. Morris added two marshmallow bunnies, a dancing chick with a silly grin, and a big meringue egg with a mouse family inside. Cousins from across the road sent over a dozen candle eggs. Carefully, Desmond arranged everything in his basket. The next morning, Clayton rushed into town to check out the competition. Both Penelope and James had made baskets the same size as his. Clayton knew he would have to make something bigger and better. That afternoon, Desmond realized the same thing. Each was certain he had to have something extra special. Colored Easter eggs, declared Clayton. Colored Easter eggs, declared Desmond. They both ran off to the market to buy the eggs and the food coloring. Clayton bought five cartons of large eggs and blue, green, and purple dyes. Desmond bought five cartons of large eggs and red, orange, and pink dyes. Each staggered out the door with a huge pile of boxes. They bumped into each other and fell down. Broken eggs landed everywhere. Clayton wiped one off his head and laughed. Desmond wipes one off his head and laughed. We should make this Easter basket together, said Clayton. No one said we couldn't, said Desmond. The next day, they asked their families to be partners. Soon, everyone was gathering more Easter treats. 
Clayton organized the sorting and the egg coloring. Desmond and Morris made a twig basket twice the size of their original. And in no time, they had the biggest Easter basket ever. And on Easter morning, with the egg rolling contest already underway, they carried it to the town square. Immediately, the mayor awarded both families the prize, a giant cheese bunny. Everyone danced around, munching and high-fiving. Then they shared the basket with the whole town. We did it, said Clayton and Desmond, handing out chocolate foil eggs, all of us together. The Best Easter Prize by Christina Evans. Good morning, sunshine, Mommy said. Happy Easter. I splashed in the bath, then I got dressed. I put on my white tight shiny shoes, pretty pink dress, and a new Easter bonnet. Mommy had shiny shoes and a new hat too. Daddy said we looked like twins. I sat down in our family pew, second one from the front. Mind your dress, Mommy said. Let us pray, said the pastor. So I prayed for my family, my friends, and my dog Scruffles. After church, all the kids ran outside for the 100 egg hunt. The church lady announced, you have 15 minutes to find as many eggs as you can, then run back to the finish line. Whoever has the most eggs will win a special prize. All the kids started running every which way. Candace found a pink egg. Victor found an orange one. Lizette found a yellow one, a red one, and a striped one. Lizette is always lucky. My basket was still empty. Be patient, I told myself. I looked in the tall grass, behind the trees, and under the flowers. I saw one, but Timothy got there first. I saw another, but Janice got there first. Only five minutes left, left the church lady called. I zigged and I zagged. I went right and left. Finally, I found my first egg, then my second, a third, and a fourth. I looked under a bush and found ten beautiful eggs, just waiting for me. I had fourteen eggs in all. Two minutes, the church lady called. I ran to the finish line with my basket full of eggs when, oops, down I went, all my eggs fell to the ground. I picked up my eggs and ran to the finish line. But then I saw Abigail sitting against a tree. She was crying. She hadn't found any Easter eggs at all. Here, have some of mine. I gave Abigail some of my Easter eggs. She smiled. Let's finish the race together. Take my hand. Abigail and I skipped across the finish line. The church lady announced that Candace was the winner with 16 eggs. Good job, Candace, I said. Thanks. It was cool that you shared your eggs with Abigail, she said. Do you want a chocolate bunny? Of course, I said, laughing. Then Candace passed out treats to everyone. I guess sharing with friends is the best Easter prize of all. The Legend of Jelly Bean and the Unbreakable Egg by Joe Troiano. It was just before Easter on Holiday Hill Farm when five little chicks hatched in the back of the barn. First came Rose, then Violet, next Lily came along, then Daffodil and Tulip, and then something went wrong. One little chick, chick number six, couldn't get out of her egg. The shell was too thick. She tried every trick that a chick knew to do. She tried and she tried. The others tried too. They picked it, they poked it, they gave it a whack, but an unbreakable egg just wouldn't crack. So they begged and they pleaded. They started to shout, but that unbreakable egg would not let her out. And then a farmer came in and took chick six away with the rest of the batch that hadn't hatched that day. The chicks followed the farmer past geese, goats, and cows, up the front steps and into his house. <clears throat> there were eggs on the table. There were eggs on the chairs. There were dozens and dozens. But which egg was theirs? 
Then the five little chicks heard a very soft rapping and knew that chick six was on the tabletop tapping. The chicks flapped and they flapped and they flew through the air. They flew to the table. But once they got there, their wings were so tired. Their wings were so sore that the five little chicks couldn't flap anymore. One by one, the chicks dropped from the sky right into crocks filled with Easter egg dye. Now rose was red and violet was blue. Lily was orange, tulip green through and through, and daffodil was as yellow as any daffodil that grew. Inside her egg, Chick Six started to cry. The chicks followed the sound and found her nearby. They attacked from the front, they attacked from the back, they attacked one by one, they attacked in a pack, but that unbreakable egg still wouldn't crack. So they rolled it off the tabletop and watched it drop. They were sure it would crack when it smacked on the floor, but it didn't. It just bounced and bounced and bounced right out the front door. The sun was setting and the barnyard was calm. Mothers and babies were snuggling all over the farm. The chicks realized watching that egg roll along, they had been going about this entirely wrong. Instead of the whacking and smacking and attacking that egg, they should have been hugging and holding and hatching that egg. So these birds of a feather all huddled together to keep Chick Six and her egg nice and warm. Then it started to drizzle, and the drops that fell made the dye from their feathers drip onto the shell. And the pattern the five different colors created made that unbreakable egg look decorated. And on Easter morning, with the sun shining bright, the five little chicks woke up from the night. There were colorful pieces of shell on the floor, but where was Chick Six? They looked all around. The chicks marked. Then out from the shadows stepped chicks number six, and her feathers were a wonderful, colorful mix. They were red and blue, yellow, orange, and green. So the chicks named it Chick Six, Jellybean. The chicks marched through the barnyard, proud as could be, with Jellybean in front chirping, Come on, follow me. Every animal on the farm joined in the fun, and it was the best parade ever, the very best one. You see, that egg wasn't unbreakable, not one little bit. The truth was, that egg didn't like to be hit. So when you have a problem that grows and grows, think of daffodil, tulip, lily, violet, and rose. And when you get stuck and don't know what to do, don't hit, don't shout, don't pout, don't beg. Remember, there's more than one way to crack an egg. One Brown Bunny by Marion Dane Bauer. One brown bunny went out one day to find a friend who'd like to play. Two red birds perched in a tree. Come down, cried Bunny. Come and play with me. But the birds flew away. Twee, twee, twee. Three black bears crunched their lunch. I'm here, said Bunny. May I munch? But the bears all growled and left in a bunch. Four blue fish swam side by side. Please come out. Don't swim away to hide. But the fish disappeared and poor Bunny sighed. Five gray mice played hide and seek. Can I play too? I really won't peek. But the mice scurried off. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Six green snakes slept on a stone, said Bunny. I want some friends of my own. But the snakes slipped away, leaving Bunny alone. Seven yellow bees hummed all around. Let's spring, Bunny called. Let's leap. Let's bound. But the bees buzzed off, 
and Bunny frowned. Eight purple flowers smiled in the sun. Please play with me. I can hop. I can run. But the flowers stayed still. They weren't any fun. Nine pink clouds floated in the sky. I'd play with you if I could reach that high. But the clouds moved on. They didn't even try. Ten orange butterflies fluttered everywhere. Come back, cried Bunny. This just isn't fair. But the butterflies vanished right into the air. So Bunny went home feeling very bad until he heard, Please don't be sad. Birds, bears, fish, mice, snakes, bees, flowers, clouds, butterflies, all had come to play. Friends, cried Bunny. At last, hooray!